Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number three of the show. I am by its unnecessary reference on Radio Nation Radio 920. We're in Indianapolis at the Scouting Combine. This is the final show. This is the final hour that we're going to be live on the air. And as much as I'm talking about the time and it's kind of cold and chilly in here, uh, it's going to be weird. It's going to be awkward when we shut down the show and then we pack up the equipment for good and leave and not come through these convention doors again. It's going to be weird. We've been here all week. It's been a fantastic time. I really hope everyone has enjoyed the coverage from Indy. Vinny has done a hell of a job. Like you, um, you have. Hey, I've been grinding. DeMond's been grinding. Uh, everyone behind the scenes. Doug's been uh, getting up super early, dropping all kinds of sound into the system behind the scenes. Everyone has really come together and done a great job. And uh, I continue to be so proud of the job that the radio station is doing as uh, we continue to grow, right? I mean, we started out out going to a Super Bowl. Well, actually, we started out going to the Hall of Fame. Then we went to a Super Bowl. Then we went to another Super Bowl. Then we went to another Hall of Fame. And now we're at the Scouting Combine. We'll be at the draft. I mean, just so many big events and big, uh, you know, landmarks, especially in on the NFL calendar. Uh, you know there, that you have to do it. You got to do it and be able to provide the best coverage as possible. So hopefully. Uh, everybody is enjoying what we've been able to do. Again, I'd like to thank Boyd Gaming, the official locals casino of the Las Vegas Raiders, for uh, helping us get here and uh, helping us get housing and helping us just do what we do on the daily. Coming up in uh, just a little bit, we'll hear from Quentin Johnston. He's going to be one of the first wide receivers taken off the board. Not guaranteed he's going to be the first wide receiver, but he's going to be one uh, taken off the board pretty early at the end of April. He's a young man that I covered at Temple uh, High School in Temple, Texas, and it's crazy. It's almost like a dad type moment because I've been uh, seeing this young man grow up and uh, see him mature as a football player and as a person in general. And from all our little sideline conversations that we used to have on the mic or off the mic, I mean, the sideline reporter is the coolest dude on the field who gets to walk up and down the field and talk to the players and they get to know you and yep. start to come off the field and they'll tell you something like he'll catch a touchdown. I'll be like, I told you I got that, you know, and they'll tell me something before they go on the field. Watch this. Watch this first play we got. <laughs> all right, cool. You know, so uh, you'll hear uh, what he had to say at the podium a little earlier and then you'll also hear from his uh, high school head coach, Coach Scott Stewart, another real good friend of mine that'll be coming up at 4.30 but Raider Nation we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and also the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187 keyword R&R what's the highest spot you trade up to get your guy if you're the Raiders trying to move up from 7 what are you going to give up and some people have said nothing at all Brad in Concord he hit us up and said for the question I agree with the prior text today I just don't want to see any anything given up to move up at the most maybe a swap from 7th to the 4th or 5th Giving up a third or so. Okay, well, there you go. You're giving up something. You can't just swap without giving up anything. Well, you know what's funny is um, I, I know everybody is very, very protective of the draft picks. Yep. But but they're, it, it's, it's kind of a contradiction in a way because they're protective of draft picks, almost assuming that those draft picks are going are gonna, to uh, pan out. Right. Uh, but they're almost assuming also that the quarterback's not going to pan out. Right. So it's one, you know, you can't. Like, That's true. Like, by not trading and by keeping those draft picks, it doesn't raise the level of um, guarantee for any of those picks. Right. 
No, that's so, a good point. That's I don't a good know. Point. I just feel like if you feel if these guys have been doing it a long time, uh, I think Dave Ziegler and 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 uh, and Josh know what they're looking for in a quarterback. Um, they got a chance to talk to these guys. They get a chance to watch them uh, tomorrow. They're going to have them in Henderson uh, for their you know private visits, which yep. you're going to get even more, be able to dig even more deeper. No horn blowing uh, after <laughs> 18 minutes. Um, you're going to get them get get to get them on the chalkboard. Then you're going to go to their pro days. If you feel convinced after all of that that there's a guy here that you have to have, you got to do what you got to do to get that player. Right, exactly. I mean, you you got to you got to take a shot if you believe that that's your guy. And the only thing that I caution is uh, if you're not sure that that's your guy, then don't make that move. Right. And do like others have said and don't do anything. But going back to Brad's text, he said, "I'd rather take what's there at seven. With that. And all the current talk everywhere about the moving up possibility, which would be for a quarterback. What do you think the percentage chance is that we hold the seventh and grab the best available defender? Surprising those talking about these quarterbacks. Great shows and guests as always. And I don't think that that would be a big surprise if the Raiders stayed there and just got the best player available at number seven. I, I wouldn't be shocked by that. Not at all. Um, again, the, the the point of this whole exercise is to be true to the process yeah. and allow that process. Don't be – look – Q maybe wasn't sold on C.J. Stroud yeah. before coming here. Right. Now he's leaning toward. Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, like I said, I, I liked his size before I got here because I just felt like it was a healthier size for the NFL. But after listening to what he had to say uh, and obviously listening to what some other folks had to say about him as well, and uh, especially with his, you know, ability to run, but he prefers to be in the pocket, I, you know, I definitely feel like he could be a guy that I, I could see Josh McDaniels liking in his offense because he wants a guy. I mean, he we asked him about how important is it to run, and he was like, well, yeah, it's good, but – Ideally, I don't really want to put my quarterback in that position. So he's not like he's trying to dial up a bunch of zone replays and just tell him to go run, run, run. I mean, that's yeah, you got to keep the plays alive, but it's not something that he's gonna. It's not like a prerequisite that he has to do it. As, as far as what I'm hearing from Joshua Daniels, right? And same with C.J. Stroud. Like he's not looking to run because he feels like I'm a quarterback. My mm-hmm. job is to get the ball to the playmakers and go through my progressions in order to do that and give ourselves the best opportunity uh, to succeed. But if I have to run, I will run. Yeah. Don't make mistake any mistake about that. And I think that's what the where the coach's head is. Look, give it a fair sh- uh, chance to yeah. make it work from the pocket and then if it's not, then go use your legs to go um, you know, uh, to, to to go do what you got to do. But it's almost like ex- to hear both of them talk, one, two, bail. Right. And CJ doesn't want to do that. And I know Josh doesn't want that either. That's not giving it a fair chance. It's it's a fine line for you have to be patient, right? I mean, and how many times have we heard this in the past? Um, oh, he, he dumped the ball off too quick. Someone was breaking open. Right. You know what I mean? How many times did you hear that? Or, or you know, and again, going to other quarterbacks that just take off running. Oh, he took off. He, he escaped the pocket too quick. If he had just held in, his, his protection was okay. If he had just held in there, he could have delivered the ball down the field. Exactly. You know? And that's what you're looking for, that fine line. Mm-hmm. Um, don't sit in there and take a sack. Right. Uh, don't be a statue. Feel the pocket, have poise in the pocket, be able to deal with pressure, and I think CJ Stroud does a great job of that. That's what I really like about him most. And look, this is the thing, Vinny. I wouldn't say that Jarrett Stidham is a runner. No, I would just say that he has the ability to keep plays alive. Or if he sees green grass and nobody's getting open, he'll take off. And that's what we saw in those two games. I'm fine with that. Again, I don't need Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. I just think that that is what you need. Exactly. And I, I'd, I'd rather have that. Um, and and but 
also have a guy that is capable of making plays with his legs, as uh, um, uh, Jarrett showed us yeah. that he could do, and as I believe uh, C.J. Stroud can absolutely do as well. 702-365-9200. That is the Ray Nation listener line. Who we got up, Demond? Nash in Houston. Nash in H-Town. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, man. Hey, I really appreciate the coverage this week. It's been awesome. Almost like feel like I've been there. I'll tell you, I think to get either one of those quarterbacks, you're going to have to trade up to one or two. Ooh. I think everybody saw what you guys saw with C.J. Stroud this week, and I think they're both going in the top two. I'd rather see him push back a little bit, and I, I like uh, Hooker. I mean, okay. uh, again, I think if he had not been injured, he'd be in the top 15 conversation. You can probably get him towards the end of the year or end of the first uh, round uh, and get that fifth year. And, and again, yeah, he's older, but I tell you what, I don't think the Cowboys 50 years ago cared that they had to wait for Stallback a couple years either. So hmm. if you get a guy who's going to be a great quarterback for 10 years, uh, I don't care if he's 26 or 24. I just went to 10 years. There you go. Hey, great call, Nash. Thank you. Appreciate you calling from H-Town. And, yeah, the age doesn't bother me either. It really doesn't. I mean, okay, he's 26. So be it. Quarterbacks are playing until they're 40. <laughs> right? right? I mean, so, again, like 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 uh, like my man just said, if if you get him for 10 years, you get him for 10 years. Right. So I, I'm fine with that as well. And you can hear we just played his podium sound. Uh, he sounds like he's mature. He has it upstairs, which is also a, another appeal to Josh McDaniels. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. And I really liked uh, Hendon as well. Mm-hmm. And I could I could see uh, the Raiders saying, hey, um, you know that 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 could be a guy that you could trade down to trade down, mm-hmm. collect some more draft picks, right. and still be able uh, to get. Um, is he gonna? I, I feel like CJ has a chance to be elite. I think I think Hendon has a chance to be really good as well. I don't know. My preference would be CJ right now, but uh, if, if if it's Hendon Hooker, I think the Raiders uh, had, a, had a had a nice draft pick there as well. LJ hit us up. Thanks for the great week, Q. My opinion is not to move up at all from seven. Let the board come to us. When it comes to the franchise quarterback, your roster determines the success of that guy as much as probably more than the quarterback himself. Take the best player, period. My preference is immediate impact on defense side of the ball. That is from my guy, LJ. Thank you so much for that text. We do appreciate you. 414 is the time. A guy that's going to get drafted pretty early. And I know the, the Raiders don't have a... Number one priority when it comes to the wide receiver. They're pretty good at wide receiver. They got some guy that wears a number 17 named Devontae Adams who's really good. But they could use a guy that's big, fast, goes and gets the 50-50 ball. Could get used mm. a guy like that to be a compliment on the other side of him. Ooh, Maybe that could be Quentin Johnston. Go. You'll hear from him next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Our coverage of the 2023 Scouting Combine in Indianapolis is brought to you by Boyd Gaming, the official local casinos of the Las Vegas Raiders. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. We've talked a lot about quarterbacks, a lot on today's show about quarterbacks, but all week long we've talked about the quarterback position, talked about a lot of defensive guys, saw a lot of defensive guys put it on display at the uh, on the field at Lucas Oil Stadium uh, yesterday. As a matter of fact, we have to hear from Vinny before the show gets wrapped up just kind of what he saw as he was actually uh, in attendance a lot longer than I was, which is really, really cool. But we haven't really talked about the wide receiver position. We have on the show talked about 
The Raiders could use a guy that stretches the field. The Raiders could use a guy that goes up and gets a 50-50 ball, a guy that compliments Devontae Adams. He's not a number one, maybe even not a number two. You know, I believe Darren Waller will be yeah. basically that number two option. But a guy who could be very complimentary and a guy that I know personally, like to call him my friend, uh, he's also a Q. His name is Quentin Johnston, <laughs> Temple, Texas. Uh, young man, great young man, uh, very respectful, uh, just a good dude. And I'm so happy to see his success. And wherever he goes, I'm definitely going to – pull for him. Well, he was at the podium. It's just so wild right. to think that a young man from a little small city in Texas, Temple, Texas, was at the podium here at the Combine. I had an opportunity to catch up with him, and uh, here's that session, and they started talking about the national championship game where TCU lost to Georgia. You guys ever dream it'd be possible to be playing in a championship game and yeah. one of Coach Dykes? Yeah, sure. Um, um, obviously, obviously there's, there's something going in the college everybody has aspirations of, um, but but but, but unfortunately for us, the past few years, uh, my freshman sophomore year, it, it just wasn't that we were we were always struggling as a team to to win big games, you know, starting you know game for game. Um, we never knew if we were going to make it to a bowl game, and we, we we either barely made it to a bowl game or didn't. And then uh, obviously with the incorporation of new coaching staff, strength and conditioning coach, plus new transfers, um, it's always okay. Maybe they'll be good in a few years. Um, you know, maybe you know down the line, you know they got potential. Um, we kind of we kind of wanted to just cut all that out. And uh, you know, you know, get it popping early. Uh, honestly, um, yeah, we were we were we were ready for it, and, and uh, especially the guys that's already been there. Uh, I feel like we had enough for the losing. Um, you know, uh, before the season even started, I think we were picked second to last. So that's something that kind of really you know had us going from the start. You talk Wayne, about did that you adversity. Get what did you learn about your mentality uh, through, through those tougher times? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, obviously, obviously, like I said, in, in big games, close games, like the like the Kansas game, the, the OSU game, the Baylor game, which was won by a field goal. It was it was it was something in the past that we always seemed to get down by a touchdown or you know, you know get a big play sport on us, and we all kind of just fought each other. Um, um, Instead of kind of looking in the mirror and getting past it, so uh, I feel like I feel like we kind of just have to keep tunnel vision. Um, uh, instead of instead of pointing the finger, kind of kind of know what's going on, correct each other, um, you know, help help each other build up, and then move forward. You know, uh, obviously football, you know, just like any sport, to um, uh, it's, it's it's play after play. Um, you can't you can't really dwell on the last play because it's going to kind of you know, float over to the next place, which 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 is ultimately something we have uh, been having trouble with in the past. So, uh, you know, you know, just learning to get past all of that and you know, go to the next place. What has the journey been like from Temple, Texas, to, to where you're at now? That is that is lit. Bro. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, obviously Temple's a small town. You know, not, not a lot of people make it out. Um, so, so I mean, from from, from making it out of there to, to doing good in college, you know, to this point, I mean, like I can't I can't ask for nothing better. Um, I'm, I'm obviously very excited for me. For my family for sure and then you know like I said some was a small town you know just putting off for them the kids looking up to me it's 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 something that you know makes me very I'm not like I'm not an emotional guy at all I promise but but you know like when I think about everything that I've been through and then everybody that looks up to me it's just it's just like I said something very special have you had a chance to meet with the Giants since you've been here how'd that go and how do you think a small town guy like you would fit in New York uh yeah yeah for sure um yeah I met with them uh Wednesday, I believe, and then uh, uh, I'm meeting with them uh, again sometime soon. But yeah, uh, for sure, I'm very, very, very welcome to staff. Um, uh, you know, had, had good talks with them, uh, and yeah, for sure, I, I for sure see myself, you know, if possible, in that blue.
school just like I was in high school. Your game that maybe teams are trying to, or people trying to use against you that you're most eager to prove yeah. that you can do at a high level? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, like I got asked earlier about the body catches, that's something, uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of, I mean, I hear it, you know, uh, I take it as uh, constructive criticism and then, you know, just run with it. Uh, like I said, it's something I've, I've been working on to play, you know, as, as that bigger receiver, um, you know, you know, up front, uh, just being, just being more uh, all-around physical for How familiar are you with Justin Fields' game, and how excited yeah. would you be to play with a playmaker like oh, that? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, uh, for sure. Obviously, you know, you know, one of the young guys in the league. I kind of, I kind of tend to tend to gravitate towards the young, young guys in the league. Um, very, very versatile, for sure. Very athletic, uh, good, good uh, on the run and in the air. Uh, that's that's for sure something I'm, you know, obviously used to. Um, I've, I've had a running quarterback since high school, so uh, for sure, for sure, I see myself fit there, you know, very well. Do you think you could help take his game to the next yeah, level? Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, like, I feel like, I feel like, you know, if I were to go, I'm going, I'm going there day one. You know, trying to lock in with him, throwing the plays. Uh, we get routes. You know, you know, as soon as I touch down, because it's me, I'm going in as a sponge initially. You know, you know, just kind of soak everything up, get as much information as I can, and as soon as it start clicking in, um, you know, you know, you know, I'm there to challenge, uh, challenge everybody. What player do you try to emulate? Have Have you ever looked up to any guys in the past in the NFL? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. I feel like a uh, player I've been watching since, since I came into college, Devontae Adams, just as just as uh, looseness uh, off the line. Um, you know, you know, obviously. Everybody's saying his ability to break routes off, you know, different ways is something that that's always been, you know, um, you know, something uh, cool for me to watch. Have you ever had, had in contact with the Ravens? And if, if you were to go there, if Lamar Jackson was still there, what do you think? How you fit there? Still there? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, I talked to them. You know, uh, again, again, good people. I, I was very blessed to talk to them. Uh, for sure, for sure. That's another place I can for sure see myself as. Um, you know, uh, with a guy like Lamar, he's very, he's very, you know, very good on his feet. Um, you know, you know, very good in the in the air as well. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I can also go there and challenge him. Um, you know, like I said, he likes to run a lot. I feel like I can I can be that guy on the outside. You know, you know, to really block and set the corners for him when need be. What's this combine experience been like for you? And is there anything that you feel like you need to prove? Mm-hmm. Uh, the combine experience has been, you know, you know, very, very great. Um, you know, a, a, a blessed feeling because. Um, because you got to realize it's not it's not a lot of guys in the world to get to do this, be here. Uh, you know, I got I got a lot of friends back home that you know really really wish they could be here. So um, uh, I kind of I kind of just take it all in, take it for what it is, and yeah, you know, it's been a fun experience. How much how much pride would you have if you were the first wide receiver taken off the board? Oh man, that'll be that'll be that'll be everything for me, uh, for my family. It kind of it kind of be a credit to. To everything I've been working towards since since I started playing football, obviously. Quinn, 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 with the Texans, and, and I'll ask you a second question after that. Yeah, means with Texans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you feel like you best add to a great team? Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure, just 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 being that guy to kind of to kind of spark something for sure, especially on offense. Um, uh, yeah, just just to just to get the ball rolling. Like I said, I came I came to TCU. Um, we were we were. We were a decent team, don't get me wrong, but I feel like um, uh, I feel like I was for sure one of those one of the um, you know, main pieces to kind of spark us until uh, you know when we when we came into last year. So um, you know, you know, very confident that I, can, that I can do the same thing. What teams have you formally interviewed with? Uh, <laughs> I can tell you a few, but we're gonna be here all day. If I, <laughs> now, which one was the best, right? Yeah, the Packers were one of them. Yes, sir. How did that go? Yes, sir. Very, very good for sure. Um, uh, they they were. They were somebody I was always, um, always kind of, you know, uh, looking at, but I, I, I wasn't really sure how they would, um, you know, like how it, how it would be with them. Um, you know, it turned out good. Um, 
though. Very cool dude. The NFL is obviously such a big play league. You're such a good vertical receiver. Why? Is it mindset? Is it just physicality? Like, uh, why are you such a big play guy? Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like I feel like physicality has something to do with it. But but if you want to be any type of successful in this game, in this sport, it's all it's all the mindset. It's all that one two that that I'm gonna go get it. That that going to play um, uh, play to play. Saying, saying basically like I'm better than you. Um, uh, uh, not to be cocky or anything about it, but that's just that's just how I approach. You know, everybody. I don't I don't go into games talking loud, talking loud, unless you're really not gonna catch me doing, you know, you know any of that. But 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 you can for sure see in my game, I, I line up and be like, okay, this is what I'm good, you know gonna do after I get the ball to help my team win. Quentin, what do you think are the top three receivers in the game? <laughs> top three receivers right now. Um, let's get it. Uh, Justin <laughs> Jefferson. I feel like it's somebody that's really been going crazy. Uh, I gotta put Adams in there. Uh, let me see who else. Uh, Adams. Just, just, just personally me. Just personally me, Jamar Chase too. I gotta put his own boy in there. They, they, they're somebody that you know I've, I've always looked up to, and then you know, like I said, I kind of, I kind of gravitate more towards the young guys because you know, I'm, you know, I'm like they're kind of looking up to them going into the league. Wait, are you scheduled to meet with the Buccaneers at all during this week? Uh, I've actually met with Bills. Was it formal or informal? Uh, it was formal. What was your impression of meeting Todd Bowles and yeah. Jason Light? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you know, meeting guys like that is always you know, a very fun experience. Somebody you always see on TV, you know, you know when you're coming up and kind of like, okay, you know, who? And then, like, once you actually in the room, it's like, oh, okay, how you doing? It's my turn now. So, um, you know, you know, you know, it means like that. I kind of I kind of just shake the starstruckness of that being off, uh, you know, off of me. And just and just kind of put my best foot forward. Wait, you, know? you mentioned uh, curl routes. You like to run curl routes off the verticals, and I was just wondering, are those like conversions? Like you can sit it down if the corner's playing off of you, or are those more like lock routes? Oh no, uh, no, no, they're lock routes. So uh, you know, you know, with any type of lock route, um, you know, like it, you can't, you can't. It's, it's no alternate off of that. So you have to, you have to do your best to, you know, you know, really sell. In my case, the vertical. So, so in all my routes, I like to sell vertical. You know, kind of. A, I mean, I'm in the secret, not really a secret. Um, you know, like if I'm running a slant, sell it vertical, put my head down and just break it off. Everything in, vertical, uh, uh, in my mind, everything is a vertical until it's not. So I'm running, 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 curl. It's not vertical anymore. So uh, I kind of I kind of just treat every route like that. And, and, and uh, you know, I kind of I kind of like that part about my game, too. You mentioned Devontae Adams. Did you meet with the Raiders? And would you like to play across from him? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. That's, that'll be that'll be something uh, I feel like I feel like I can, I can, you know, like I said, I'm going to come in as a sponsor so I can for sure obtain a, uh, a lot of knowledge from him. Have you met with the Raiders? Oh, yeah, I've met with him. There he goes. That's my guy right there, Quentin Johnston from TCU. Before TCU, Temple, Texas, Temple High School is a Temple Wildcat. He was wearing blue. Blue front, black. Uh, wait, hold on. I'm about to mess it up. I better not say <laughs> it. I'm about to mess oh. it up. Don't you do it, Q. No. You get in trouble for that kind of I thing. know. That's what I was saying. Blue front, white back. Okay. That's. I just had to say it slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, it's, it's, you know, I started making it like a hip-hop song. Can't right. do that. <laughs> Blue front, white. You know what I mean? I can't do that. You know what I mean? Trying to freestyle. I'm getting a little older, man. I ain't got that that flow anymore. Just, you're also tired, man. I, man. It's not even tired. It's exhausted. Our guys from Georgia left, so it's just us in Denver. Just us in Denver. Walking around. Look at that. Wait a minute. How long are they staying? <laughs> He's an apple for dinner. Right, right. I there ain't nothing, man. We we could split one apple between the people that are here. Like, everyone gets one slice because there ain't nothing else to eat no. in this building. No, except for... Uh, except for these funny duddies that they gave us. Frittles. These are called frittles. Frittles. The fudge-like brittle. A little sweet peanut treat. Classic peanut. 
and the Colts mascot is actually the guy that was throwing, or the person that was throwing them around during the podium sessions earlier. And I said, what did I tell you? I don't eat sweets. And guess what? I damn near ate the whole bag. Did you ever hear the uh, Brian Billick uh, story about frittles and frattles and stuff like that? No. All right, so he's a notorious <laughs> cusser. <laughs> yeah. All right? Okay. So on the sidelines, he'd be doing his thing with right. the Baltimore Ravens coach. Right. And his mom would be watching the game, and she could read lips. Yeah. And she's like, you're embarrassing me and the family and everything like that. So Brian's like, all right, you know, my mom's right. You know, I got to stop doing that. He goes, so what I did was I self-imposed fines. If I cussed, mm-hmm. I find myself 100 bucks. You yeah. know, I paid it to a charity or whatever. He goes, so to try to offset that, I came up with phrases and words to use rather than um, yeah. you know, cuss words. So right. it was fiddle faddle, you know, fiddle faddle and all this kind of stuff. And nice. he goes, it took me like one game yeah. to realize there's nothing like a... <laughs> <laughs> he goes... And it was basically F fiddle faddle and all right. that. So he called his mom. He goes, Mom, I'm sorry. It's just all it's going to be. And I'm not doing anything else because there's nothing like that. You have to let that out sometimes. Sometimes you got to let it out. Just let it out. Just don't let it out on the radio, Vinny. Don't no. let it out on the radio. Friddle frattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick with the friddle frattle. 432 is the time. When we come back, we'll talk to Quentin Johnston, high school football nice. coach. That's coach Scott Stewart. He'll join us next on Radio Radio 920. Our coverage of the 2023 Scouting Combine in Indianapolis is brought to you by Boyd Gaming, the official locals casinos of the Las Vegas Raiders. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 435 is the time. We're at the Indiana Convention Center for the Scouting Combine. This is the last day. This is the last 25 minutes of our coverage here from Indianapolis again for the Scouting Combine. We're very excited to be here. Definitely want to thank Boyd Gaming, the official locals casino of the Las Vegas Raiders, for helping us get here in the last segment. We heard from TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston. Going to be hearing from his head coach, Coach Scott Stewart from Temple High School, his high school coach. Sometimes you got to go to the source to get the background on a young man, and Coach Scott Stewart will join us in a matter of seconds. My man DeMond is efforting him right now on the phone lines, but I did want to hit a couple texts on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R, and this one's from the 626. Q, you can't settle for anyone at quarterback. We must find someone that can go toe-to-toe and beat 15 red. Go Raiders. Yeah. um, One more time on that? (laughs) Because I was watching, it was, DJ Turner was getting ready to run another. Oh, okay. Q, yeah, sorry, my, oh, no, my you're bad. good. Q, you can't settle for anyone at quarterback. We must find someone that can go toe to toe and beat 15 red go Raiders. And the reason I paused and I laughed is because I don't, I don't know if we're talking about settling. Not at all. These right? guys are at the top of the draft for a reason. By the way, DJ Turner from Michigan, four two three. Jeez, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. No wonder you paused. Yes. And yeah, exactly. So man, um, yeah. I look. But I think obviously you can't. That, I think that's kind of the point of the conversation right. is is if they fall in love with someone because right. we've all said that there's a chance that they don't grab anyone in the, with their first pick. Exactly. So you have to, you know, um, <laughs> you, everyone's kind of operating on the premise. It feels like not everyone, but right. a lot, of, but a lot of fans are operating on the premise like they're going to be making a reach right. for a quarterback right. here. That's not necessarily the. I case. don't think they're going to get one unless they really truly believe it. Right. Uh, especially in the first round. Right, exactly. Right. Later on in the draft, maybe they'll get one just to see, okay, maybe we could develop this guy, maybe we can't. But in the first round, especially in the top ten, I don't think you draft a quarterback unless you fully believe that he could be your guy. You. That's what you have to do. But you also, and part of that, 
is being open-minded, right. like honest, I should right. say honest, yeah. about that. Like if you're feeling it, then you're feeling it. And don't talk yourself out of it right. because you're scared or worried. That's 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 one thing. You can't be scared uh, in this business. No. You have to have a conviction uh, in, in this business. When You got a minute? Yeah, go for it. Jerry West, general manager of the Lakers. Yep. Back in 1989, I think it was. One of my jobs at the, on draft day was to drive him to the airport because he would always leave from Los Angeles to Hawaii to work Magic Johnson's uh, camp. He had a fantasy camp in Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. So after the second round, boom, get in the car, drive him to the airport. And I would get an earful on all this type of stuff, right? Yeah. So they just drafted Vlade Divac. Vlade, Vlade. From Yugoslavia. Yep. Didn't have a whole – this was before the internet and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So uh, we get in the car, and Jerry's just – M, he's fiddle faddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else, right. from Mitch Kupchak, his assistant, to yep. all the scouts, they wanted this guy Gary Leonard from Greg Gary Leonard from uh, uh, Missouri, the mm-hmm. center from Missouri, a safe pick. Yeah, and Jerry's like, you guys, Vlade Diva, it's this guy in Yugoslavia who we've seen some tape of, has a chance to be really, you know, and and he's like, they were all trying to, they were all trying to talk me out of it, right. going with the safe pick, and he goes, you have to have. To yeah. be in this Gotta job have sometimes. Yeah. And if you feel it, you have to go do it. And if the Raiders feel like C.J. Stroud is the guy, or, or whoever Bri- it is. Or Bryce Young, or, or Will Levitz, or Anthony, Anthony Richardson, Richardson, or Landon Hooker. You do it. Because you know what else? The last thing, the, the, the most regrettable moment is when you knew it, and you didn't do it. Right. And you see him leading the team to the else. Super Bowl right. in Seattle or someplace else. Right. Or if you, you know, think about drafting Patrick Mahomes and you change your mind and say, nope, we're married to our other idea. John Lynch. And that's what John he Lynch said did. That is his biggest regret. Right. And imagine how many Super Bowls the 49ers would have right now with Patrick Mahomes with that defense and that office. Everything else would have stayed the same. Right. You? I know. I know. <laughs> that's a regret. That's that's definitely a regret. Now, I feel like that they're in a pretty good position, you know, and, and you know, they, they have to – you can't just dwell on it. you got to keep no, it moving. No, but. I mean, yeah, that was something that they had, and they felt like that that was an opportunity that they let slip by. So they let um, they, they just gave up three first round picks to go get uh, Trey Lance. Right? They wouldn't have had to. They do would that. have never had to. No, you're right. You're right. About I mean, there's that. a lot of layers to it. Yeah, there is. So definitely. moral of the story: if you're in love with, if you know in your heart that's the guy we got to get, then you got to go do that. Well, I'll tell you this: there's a team out there that's going to say we're in love with that guy, and that guy is going to be. Wide receiver Quentin Johnson from TCU, from Temple High School. And joining us now on the phone lines is his high school football coach. That's Coach Scott Stewart. And, Coach, it's been a minute, man. Uh, it's going to be great to, to hear from you. I, I need to catch up with you more often. But, man, how's things going? Man, it's going well, man. And thank you for calling. It's great to hear your voice. I miss you like uh, I miss you like everything, man. You are uh, part of the family. You'll always be part of the family. But it's, uh, I can't wait to see your face again. But, no, it's going well, man. You know, uh, we just – the grind never stops. You know, we're in boot camp right now. We're trying to get those ready, those those guys ready for 10 weeks here in about four or five months. And you, you know how it is. It's just rinse and repeat, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I do. I know exactly how it is. And, you know, you get those guys prepared there in Temple, Texas uh, to be Wildcats and go out there and perform every Friday night and, and uh, hopefully make a deep playoff run each and every year, if not go win a state championship. And one of the guys that you coached up really well, and I got to see him firsthand really grow as a wide receiver, as a guy who's in Indianapolis right now with me here at the NFL Scouting Combine. That's Quentin Johnston. And, man, everyone talks about TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston, and I always tell him, before it was TCU, there was Temple, Texas. So, uh, man, just how proud of you are you? Are, are, how proud of him are you just to see the growth and see where he's at today? 
Well, I, I, words can't explain it. And again, when you spend, you know, I have parent meetings every year, and I tell every one of these parents, whether they're Quentin Johnson or whether they're the kid that ain't going to play a whole lot, you know, I spend as much time with your son as I do my son. I spend as much time with these boys as I do my own blood, sweat and blood, or, or you know, uh, flesh and blood. And so, you know, their lives matter. People that do what I do for a living and, and can't and, and don't invest and, and build those relationships, I don't know how you function because – especially in today's times, you know, hell, as soon as anything bad happens, if they don't love you, they'll quit. You right. know, and so uh, couldn't be more proud of him. And that hits me on a personal level because, again, you know, he, he was he was a freshman in my first year as a head coach. So he was that first – him and Jared and them were that first class that I got to come see all the way through as a head coach. And I have never, ever – I've coached some great ones and I've coached some great leaders. And I went – Anything he's going to do, anything he is going to do in Indianapolis, which will be impressive, by the way, but anything is he does up there is going to pale in comparison of the caliber of human being that young man is. I mean, it is it is unreal. I've always said, you know, I go, I go talk to these companies in town stuff, and they always talk about culture, culture, culture. And I always define it as culture is when your most talented assets, your most talented personnel, whether it be a football team, whether it be a bank, whether it be – Target, whether it be Walmart, whatever company model you want to use, when your most talented assets and your most talented personnel is your hardest worker, you will have good culture. And he was one of those. I mean, obviously he's freakishly athletic, but he's such a good person. He's not, he don't talk a whole lot, but it's like EF Hutton. When Quentin Johnson talks, everybody just goes, oh, dang, we better do that. You know? <laughs> so what he gave back to this community while he was here, while he, when he left and ever since he's left, I mean, I just it, – it's uh, he, he's a once or, one or two in a career type kid to coach. Yeah, and there's no doubt. And, you know, I was blessed to be on the sideline and got to talk to him multiple times, following games, during games, whatever, and just kind of seeing him grow myself. And I ran into him today while he was on the podium here in Indianapolis, and you could just see the smile. I asked him about the journey from Temple to where he's at right now, and he said, man, a lot don't make it out from, you know, where I came from, but I'm, I'm putting on for my city. And, you know, that's, that's something that's always been the motto for the Wild. Wildcats. It's always, you know, once a Wildcat, always a Wildcat. And it's something about that community that's just a little bit different. And Quentin Johnson is, is just like that. He exemplifies that. And again, you know, I, I, I wish I, I, I've got them saved, but I wish I, I, I wish I had a quick count in my head of how many emails I've gotten from TCU fans or from just people that go up there and say, you know, we, I mean, a lot of them have to do with, you know, we had a special needs group or we had little kids and they went down the front row and most of the players are just playing a football game. And I've got email after email after email of people saying, I don't know if you coached him. I looked up where he was from, and I found your name in the directory. So I just wanted to tell you that he took out of his time during a game to come up and say hi to these kids and sign stuff, and, you know, either during or after the game. I mean, it, and he means it when he says he's putting it on for his – he's playing for every one of these kids that don't get an opportunity because not everybody was blessed like that. Right. Not everybody. Everybody can be successful, but not everybody is blessed to a level where they get to use football to do it. And so when he say he t- he takes the entire town and the entire community of Temple, Texas, on his shoulder pads out. He's going to have him with him when he runs a forty today. When he vertical jumps, which will be a lot, by the way, and <laughs> any of the stuff that he does, he's carrying this town with him, and he takes a lot of pride in that. And it's not pressure; it's pride, you know. And I just 
you you don't get to coach many kids like that at the high school level. No, you don't. You know, and and again, he's he's uh, like you said, a, a freakish athlete. I mean, you just you can't you can't deny that. But also the the willingness to put in the work, and and that's what he's done. And you you you'll coach your guys hard, right? You'll coach them up hard because you want them to get the <laughs> you'll want them to get the best out of them. But you know, when a guy wants to be coached up hard, uh, and 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 you know, takes that coaching and takes it to another level, that's got to let you know that yeah, that that's an alpha dog, and that's exactly who he is. Correct, and that's you know that's what you look for. Or, you know, I, I probably talk, talk to some kids differently, but what I, I, I think the end product is is the same. Is you try mm-hmm. to get them like that, where they're tough enough to take hard coaching, and they're, they're they got some thick skin, but they but it's also predicated with love. Like I love mm-hmm. them so much, I'm not going to let them be average. And he exemplifies all that. His parents, if you talk to Carl and Mrs. Johnson for about 13 seconds, you will see exactly why that young man is the way that young man is. And so that whole family, congratulations. I mean, you know, he's, he's obviously going to be uber successful here in the next couple of years and, and be able to, you know, to, to set himself a foundation to be stable for the rest of his life, and no one deserves it. No, I'm telling you, and, and it's so funny. It feels to me, you know, personal as well. I mean, you know, you, like you said, you spend as much time with, with the, the young men on your team as, as you do with your own family, and it, it feels like, you know, Quentin was my family too, you know, just two cues. Correct. <laughs> two cues. Correct. And, and, and he's. And don't think for one second they, did, they don't know who you are. Like, I. You sent me that audio today of you know you kind of saying that and you could hear that you could hear the change in his voice as soon as he recognized who you are and what you what you and your and, and people in your profession do for for athletes at the college and, and high school level is immeasurable and I can't thank you enough for all that man. No doubt. Well, I, I just thank you so much for allowing Get me to... Get your butt back to Central Texas. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm doing kind of good, though, in Vegas. <laughs> I know. Hey, I told you from Joe Street, as soon as you told me you're leaving, I was like, he's going to go take over the world, and I'm never going to get him back. <laughs> well, I, I keep telling you, you got to come on out. I, I'll roll out the red carpet for you when you get to town. You know, you and the family, come on out. I'll take good care of you guys. You know me, man. You, you know your family, uh, just like, like you guys have always welcomed me into your family. So you always know, all you got to do is, I'm one call away. Away, coach one call <laughs> i know you won't call away but you're also in las vegas and i don't think my trades behind in vegas is going to be a good mix <laughs> that's true that's true i want you to keep on coaching that's what i need you to do is keep on coaching <laughs> keep on doing what you do best well i'll tell you right now man uh the whole community of temple i know how proud all of you guys are and i know that quentin hasn't even been drafted yet but just being here you know at the combine and being on on the edge of being you know potentially a first round pick and there's been some really good players i, I know a lot of folks don't realize there's a lot of great talent that comes out of temple texas it's just gonna be another great player that you put up on the wall and and really uh celebrate him when it's all said and done there will be watch parties all over temple i promise you you you, (laughs) if you put a remote camera and wild wings and buffalo wings and all those (laughs) wings places uh when that name gets drawn this this place is going to erupt and 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 again it is a sincere sense of pride it's nobody trying to usurp and trying to you know Look at me. I'm, I'm in the same place as Quinn is. We, they're genuinely proud for that human, that family, and everything that they've done to put themselves in that position. And no one could be prouder than me. I know. I know that's right, Coach. Well, before I let you go, I got to ask you, I mean, I know you guys are going through it right now. You guys are trying to, you know, put the team together and get ready for a, another run of things. Uh, how, uh, what's, what's going on? What's your expectation for the team this year? Well, they're trying to be boot camp right now. If you, if you hear a little bit of scratch in my voice, that's because for about five days now for the fifth day now i have been screaming at the top of my lung and blowing sirens and stuff uh this is a really really bought in group we're going to be young we're going to be young you know we're we're bringing two back on offense and two back on defense uh but 
we're going to reload and we're going to do everything we can. And, uh, you know, this, this group is going to work as hard as we possibly can. It's going to be that learning curve. How fast can we dip them in the fire and then be, get used to get comfortable with that fire? Well, I know they will. I know they will get comfortable. They always do. They go out there and they put their best foot forward every single Friday night or Thursday night or Saturday, whatever the case may be. They go out there and do what Temple Wildcats do. Well, Coach, uh, be proud. I know you are. I'm, I'm proud. Uh, I'm proud for the whole community of Temple, and, and I know you guys are as well. And uh, we'll be cheering on Quentin the whole way and, and all the way up to draft day and beyond. So uh, thank you so much for your time. It's always great to catch up with you. And I'll make my way to Central Texas soon, man. i got to come in and check there you guys go. out. I want you to know something, man. I love you. I love you as a brother, and I, I what you've done not only for this area, high school sports, but obviously rocking your thing out there, which we all knew you would. But I love you for who you are, what you're doing, how you do it. Don't ever change that. There you won't do it, Coach. Appreciate you. Appreciate you a lot. There he is. It means a lot. Coach Scott Stewart, Temple Wildcats, real good dude right there. And when he means family and he talks family, he means family 100%. And, again, Vinny, I mean, I love doing stuff on the national level, but I also love taking care of the community as well. And we, we've been doing that uh, here in Vegas. Well, we're in Indy, but in Vegas, we've been doing that with the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. You know, the, the, the high school uh, state championship games are played in Allegiant Stadium now, so the Raiders are embracing it. It is a big deal, man, to get involved in the community and get and get close to them. Tell you what, I was tired before that interview started. Yeah, and just listening to him, I'm motivated to right. carry on right now. That 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 was the classic high school coach voice right there. Yep. Classic coach voice right there, and you could tell why the the voice was all uh, the way it was because uh, they're getting after it uh, yeah. right now, and you know that they get after it in Texas. Yeah, uh, buddy, you know that. But yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I have so many similar stories to that. Mm -hmm. You know, when I see Gilbert Arenas doing a podcast now, like I covered his junior and senior year in high school, and now he's retired doing his thing. Um, So, like, time after time after time, the longer you do it, the more it is. But the the ones that you get to know – Mm-hmm. At that age, yep, are friends for life, for life, and 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 they they kind of they're they're thankful for you. Even though I tell them, dude, I had nothing really right. to do with it. It was you, but the fact that they still recognize, hey, you were there when I was just starting out. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a pretty cool feeling, right? No, it is. It, it, it's great. And I'll tell you, when I you know was in Cali before I went to Texas, I, I knew high school football was a big deal. I knew it was a big deal mm-hmm. in California, but I didn't realize it was like the big deal right and then when i got to texas and i realized and i started dipping my toes into it i was like wow this is not only a big deal but it's awesome right you know and then to be able to see and it's not just quentin johnson i've seen so many guys on draft day i'll be sitting there i'll be like oh that guy went to so-and-so high school oh that guy kyler murray covered him in allen there you go right i mean so it's like it's just you see so many of these guys and you're like oh yeah that dude was a, a a dude in high school you could probably tell i'm getting a little hungry here because we haven't really eaten at all, except for fiddle faddle. So the fiddle faddle. <laughs> what were the? Because uh, we used to, there there were some good snack bars in in high at high school stadiums. <laughs> like we used to rank. You know, we would have a, a story about it in our in our paper every year, like ranking. Really? But yeah, because you had tri tip. That place was known for tacos or whatever yeah. it was. How was the How was the grub? And t- I gotta imagine the t- the, the they always had they always had some barbecue. Yeah. You know, outside they had the grill, the pit going. You know, and then but we were in the press box. Oh, okay. well, then I was on the sideline, right. so I would. You could always smell it too. Yes. Oh, dog. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I was always looking forward to the 
the spot that we were going to to meet up after the game. That's, that was always great too. And that was even going back to high school. I was looking for the spot we were of going course. to after the game, right? But no, but when when uh, yeah, after the games, we'd all go, and it's funny you'd see the referees from town sitting right. there. You know, it's like everyone the coach from the other team, right? Sometimes, yeah, depending on how close the game was, still angry about the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't show my face in public. Right, exactly. You ran up the score, buddy. Right, no doubt. What'd you do that for? <laughs> well, many thanks to Quentin Johnston. Yeah. Many thanks to Coach Scott Stewart. Uh, for joining us there. Uh, a couple quick texts as we wrap up the show and wrap up the week. Uh, this one's from 831 Raider J. Says Q and Vinny, thanks for the coverage. We appreciate the dedication. Super pumped to see what McZigler makes happen McZigler, in the draft and free it. agency. Travel safe. Definitely appreciate that. And how about Jim from Yonkers? He said, Q, what would we get if 12 to 14 came up to 7? Yeah. Then what do we do to get back into the second, uh, into the end of the first round? Thinking getting two first round picks and still having a second? Uh, round pick by moving down earlier in the first. Good idea. Thank you for a great week. That's from Jim and Yonkers. And basically, um, going from 7 to maybe 12, say that. Um, and I don't know what the exact trade value is on that. Actually, I do. 7 is 1,500 points. 12 is 1,200 points. So it's not that big of a gap. It's yeah. like 300 points that you're missing. Right, but... So yeah. you got, but you got to give it like 125 percent. Oh yeah, exactly. So you you'll, you'll you'll pick up probably a extra what third round pick, and that and that becomes like the general manager. If if that team is desperate enough, like like if if somebody let's just say somebody's in love with Anthony Richardson, yep, and the Raiders aren't, and that team wants Anthony Richardson has got to get Anthony Richardson. Yeah. they'll do what it takes, right? And they'll give up a little bit extra. Well, you hear the music, that means that we're wrapping things up. Demon, fantastic job all week long. We appreciate your efforts in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Vinny, thank you for an awesome week and all the hustle that you've done, man. Fantastic job. Thank you to Boyd Gaming, the official locals casino of the Las Vegas Raiders. And more importantly, thank you, Raider Nation, for tuning in when you do, how often you do, and whenever you get the opportunity. On Monday, we'll be back in the home studio. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a great weekend.